0: Anything in life that's worthy is going to come with risk.
1: Having differences of opinions and having different viewpoints will only Mm. make your company better. You're looking for things where the conventional wisdom is wrong. That's sort of the holy grail.
0: The SME Empower Podcast. Dream big, act bigger. So three, two, one, and we're live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SME Empower podcast. I am your host, Max Gituber, and I'd like to officially welcome Ciara Reed Kennedy and Shardae Simpson, the co-founders of Simpson and Reed, a U.S.-based law firm making strides in the music industry. So welcome to the show. We are very happy to have you.
1: Thank you you so much for having us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're welcome, and I'm very excited for a conversation. So um, this is a question to both of you. I think we can start with Ciara and then go to Sharday. Day. But um, it's been a while since you started Simpson and Reed. You have both been successful in the very competitive music industry, working with some of the biggest artists in the world. So my first question to both of you would be, is this what you expected to be doing with your life 10 years ago?
2: Um, you know, yeah, you, I'll go, I'll go first, Ciara. Um, you know, honestly, yes. I think this for me, at least so, so Sharday and I formed very organically, but I think in the long term, my kind of vision 10 years ago, I don't think I necessarily would have thought it would have been so soon, but, um, I've always wanted to have my own business. You know, I, I think that there's something to be said about, nourishing something that's your own like your very own um and so my ultimate goal really was never to be like you know a top partner at a massive firm i never actually wanted that um i don't know if i necessarily knew what i wanted but i think that you know as the years went on i was like you know i really want something for my own and that you know ended up being our firm which is our pride and joy, you know, and it's something that I wake up excited about every single day.
0: Wow, very inspiring. Um, what about you, Shardé?
1: Uh No, I didn't necessarily think that I would be, um, you know, opening my own law firm or partnering with partnering with someone to have my own law firm. Uh, if you told me I would be doing this 10 years ago, I think initially when I started out um, in the entertainment space uh, 10 years ago, at that point, I didn't know that I wanted to be a lawyer and I knew I wanted to practice. But I think that my initial... So I started out in-house um, from the legal space and I didn't ever see myself at a law firm. And then Cr and I ended up partnering in... Um, prior to partnering, we worked at a law firm together and even working at that law firm together, which was a small boutique entertainment law firm. Um, I didn't anticipate, uh, going into this space. So I, it kind of fell upon me in a, in a sense, but in a, in a good way. So I'm, a, a spiritual person and I believe in God. And I think that this worked out, um, and it's been, um, you know a really really great experience and um i'm so grateful for it and happy that we've been doing this and that it worked out this way but uh no i mean it's happened so organically and so great that it's just been a really cool experience but um if you told me 10 years ago this is where we would land i wouldn't have said i wouldn't have imagined it not this way
0: wow um, that's really interesting um i love asking that question just because you know i'm fairly young myself and I always, you know, think about should I, you know, have a 10-year plan, you know, would everything just go according to plan or um, am I might just move the person who goes with the flow, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I well, think you, it's, it's pretty hard to know. Um,
1: yeah, you always plan, but, I mean, you can plan and plan um, and think life, you know, throws things at you and you kind of go with it, I think.
0: No. that's yeah, Sharda and I always
2: kind of – we think that our – firm was like divinely inspired truly you know we both are spiritual people you know believers in god and so it's like we both are just like you know kind of crazy coincidental things happen you know we're just like man this is where we are supposed to be we don't know why but we truly truly believe that this is the space we're supposed to be in and and we're guided
0: oh and we are very glad that you got together and did this so sierra um Just moving on, um, do you mind giving us just a little bit of a background into yourself and how you got into the industry in the first place?
2: Yeah, totally. So, um, it kind honestly, it it stemmed back like I actually was a child actor. Um, I we were very poor, and honestly, I I actually got uh, you know films in place or uh, placements in films commercials, magazines, type of thing, and was, were, like, financially was able to help my family, Um, and so I, I kind of joke that once it's in your blood, it, it always stays in your blood, and that truly is, I think, when I got out of it, eventually, when I was younger, um, I still was like, you know what, I would love to be in the entertainment space, but I didn't want to be on the, the artist side, you know, the actor side, I didn't, I, I knew I didn't want to do that. So when I decided to go to law school, um, I went to university of Oregon, which is heavy in like environmental law. And I'm thinking in my head, like, there's no way I can be, you know, get into entertainment and, you know, via Oregon law, there's no way, you know, but, but if there's a will, there's a way, you know? And so, um, I, you know, I, I just knew that that's kind of where I wanted to end up. So that being said, I, you know, Utilize every contact I could that was up at University of Oregon. I totally attribute my copyright attorney or my copyright professor with um, introducing me to um, the opportunity that landed me the basically the position I'm in today, you know, so um, that's kind of my background. I, I definitely had entertainment background Um And again, once it's in your blood, it kind of stays in your blood. And I I just knew I wanted, I wanted to be in the entertainment space somehow. I didn't know what, how that was going to be until I ended up going to law school and being like, you know what? I want to be an attorney for these people because it's like, or for this talent, because this is, there's people just get taken advantage of left and right. So that was kind of my, um, my, where I wanted to help in that space. So that's a little bit of my background.
0: Wow, that's really fascinating. Um, I think I can relate slightly to the um, to the having it in your blood. There's quite a number of people in my family who are very involved in the entertainment business. I don't know if uh, I made a similar decision to you and I moved off from being an active filmmaker to, you know, the business side. But I really do truly enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. so Sharday, um. What about you? Could you share your background and how you got into the industry?
1: Yeah, so um, I got into the industry. I first started out as an intern. So I interned in the strategic marketing department over at Island Def Jam music group. So I thought I was going to end up in in the marketing field. Um I knew I wanted to do entertainment, but I thought it would be marketing. And essentially um when I graduated college uh, a year early, I became very close with um Tyron Smith or people know him as Tata who's Jay-Z's best friend. Um and he Jay had a place or he was he had a job over at Def Jam um, as an exec. And so they were leaving and I happened to be graduating early and I expressed to them my interest in wanting to, you know, do, uh, entertainment work in the entertainment space, but I didn't know what specifically I thought it was going to be marketing. And so, um, they told me they were starting a company at the time. I had no idea, um, that it was going to be rock nation. So my first job or paid gig was an executive assistant to Tyron Smith or Tata, um, and then I worked my way up and st- up to the a admin department and then business and legal affairs department. And then from there, I dabbled in real estate shortly for about under a little under a year. And then um, after doing that, I realized I didn't like it. And the good folks at Rock helped me get a gig over at uh, the f- law firm where I met CRN, uh, which is it has a really long name, but it started out with Davis Shapiro And then essentially um, from there, I was recruited by the good folks at Rock to come and help Meek with his company, which uh, is Dream Chasers. Uh, So in 2019, I served as vice president of operations for Dream Chasers, and then I was representing clients on the side Um, one of them was her. And so I started getting more referrals and Ciara was getting referrals as well. And so we decided to partner and, um, you know, fast forward, we formed Simpson and Reed and here we are now, um, with our referral based only firm. So that's kind of how I fell into this or came to be into this space.
0: Wow. That's, um, a really dynamic and interesting story. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, for for sure. sure. Yeah, so um, Ciara, just moving back um, to you. So do you mind sharing um, how exactly you've given us just a bit of how you started, I think, already with um, uh, the the relationship that you um, fostered within the law firm you were both working in. But how did you guys end up taking that next step and deciding to be like, you know, it, it takes quite something to um to have someone as your business partner. It's almost like a marriage, you know. And uh totally. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so if you could share that story and um just explain what you do and what you aim to achieve in the music industry.
2: Yeah no totally. I completely completely agree with you. I think that having a business partner is like it's such an important you know, relationship to have, it's funny because like my husband and I, he jokes, he's like, you're always talking to Sharday more than me, (laughs) but Sharday and I truly are like talking and brainstorming and strategizing and building our firm. I kid you not daily, hourly, minute by minute, you know what I mean? Because we, because we genuinely love what we're doing, you know? Um, and, and I think, um, I mean, sorry to get back to your question, kind of like how we formed, um, it truly was organic. Like Sade and I became very good friends while we both were working at the firm that we started at. And um, from there, I kind of was, you know, doing a little bit um, of, you know, my own building my own roster. And Sade and I just kept kind of like coming back to each other, kind of brainstorming about different types of deals, you know, that like she had her client on the side and I had mine as well. And so we kind of were like, you know, in a roundabout way or I'd like kind of co-counsel with her. She'd co-counsel with me occasionally if we needed help. And, you know, it got to a point where we were just like, what are we doing? Like we, we are working together all the time anyways. Like, let's just like, we both were just like, let's start like an all-female firm, you know? Um, And we, you know, we're very passionate about also representing, we we also represent male, you know, like any gender, all genders, whatever. But for us, we also really, it, it was important for us to have a space for um, female entertainment attorneys specifically because it's it's there's not a lot of us, you know, and I think we are one of the only female um, like joint partnered firms that exists exists right, Sharda? I think we're the only ones that yeah are, yeah. There's are, not uh, there's
1: there's a few female so the entertainment industry, as I'm sure you can imagine, is pretty small so all of the attorneys um, in our space kind of know each other. And out of the ones Mm -hmm. that we know, um, I would say that, and there are, there's a significant amount of us, but um, most of them have their own solo practice or if they've partnered, it's might be a male and a female, but it's not uh, two females that have partnered together in our space. So Mm -hmm. we like, to Tote that we're the, the first, um, you know, the first females to do it. And we're kind of proud of that. And especially yeah. um, in our age range, there's a lot of things, um, factors that go into it too. But um, yeah, so we're just trying to shake things up a little bit. No. Yeah, definitely.
2: Exactly. We're, we're I would say shaking things up a little bit because we, it really hasn't been done. So um, we're excited about it. We're so, so excited about it to kind of create a space to represent, um, you know, those
0: around us so yeah that's amazing um i'm also um part of and most like a 90 percent female consultancy firm i think i'm the only male so (laughs) i I, yeah so i i I do love working with you know strong and powerful um partners and um i think you guys are doing an amazing job so thank you thank uh, you you're welcome so uh, moving on to Shardé, um, the music industry is cut through to say the least. Um, you said it's a small industry, yet you've managed to work with some of the most successful artists in the industry from Jay-Z, uh, Her, Meek Mill, and so on. So out of all these artists that you've worked with, what's the defining factor that made them successful?
1: Um, so I wouldn't say that there's this anything in particular... Um... I'm, I'm trying to find a common theme or a common strand amongst all of them because they're all amazing individuals and, um, you know, they're um, just amazing people in, in general. But um, finding a common thread, I might say, is strong work, work ethic. All of the people that you've named um, work very hard um, to hone in on their craft and make sure they have, like, fine-tuned it to make sure that they're they are the best at what they do. Um so I would say maybe that's a common thread. Um all of the people you've named are, are very kind people too and I think kindness goes a long way. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah and I w- I would say um yeah strong work ethic, kindness and um persistence too. I mean, you know, how many times have you heard stories of Jay being told no and figuring out another way and I think Meek is 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 um notorious for, you know, trying to find creative ways to do things and and uh new ways to do things and i'd say the same with her gabby as well um just incredible individuals all of them so um i guess that those would be the defining factors that i'd that i'd say are the common thread in all of them although um all are all are you know uniquely themselves too
0: (laughs) well yeah that's um that's a great point just because you know even as an artist um you kind of stand on your individuality and your ability to express yourself in a unique way. So I think that, um, you know, expressing that yet, um, having this common thread of, you know, everyone is really um, hardworking, really paints a a vivid picture of um, how these people got to where they are. So thank you for that. And um, Sierra, just moving on to you. Simpson and Reed only works through referrals and you're very close with your clients. So I'd just like to ask, um, how important is having the right team for an artist?
2: You know what? I think that having the right team is so essential. It really, I truly think that it can make or break an artist um, like hands down just because our line of work, again, yeah, it's, it's, you're so close with the people that you work with on a regular basis. It's just like Chardin and our starting our business. We had to like, get to know each other for, even though we thought we knew each other, we had to get to know each other for like, what, a year or two, yeah. before we officially yeah. formed to be like, we can totally work together and and build an empire, you know? And I think that goes hand in hand with exactly how our artists work. like. Yep. We, we always encourage our artists um, when we're representing the artists, date your manager, like, like get to know them, like make sure that that's who you want to go on tour with, or you want, you know what I mean? Like where you're, you're, they are your team, they're, they're your family, you know? And so we always encourage our clients, whoever you go into business with date them a little bit, you know, hang out with them, take them into different settings, make sure that like you guys, Cause at the end of the day, you want to be friends with them. You want to like them. You want to, you're hanging out with these people probably more than you're hanging out with your own family, you know? And so make sure that that's the right decision. Um, it's just, it's very, very, very important, you know? And that, do, that doesn't mean that sometimes, you know, these, you have people switching teams a lot. I mean, we don't, again, our business structure is long-term relationships with our clients, every single one of them. But, you know, sometimes we do see where it's like they have to part ways with their managers or they have to part ways. But, and so maybe it takes a little bit of time for them to, you know, learn in the industry that it's like, you got to take time to get to know these people versus like just out of the gate, um, getting into a partnership with them. So it's very, very crucial.
0: Well, um, I'm a big believer in having a team as well and having the right team. I think in the early stages, um, especially for an artist, because artists um, tend to ignore the business aspect in the early stages, at least many of them, um, of um, the business side of why it's so important to have a team that can take you to the next level. And I think it's really important to consider that when you're sort of, you know, starting out and trying to grow.
2: Yeah, and a lot of the time, you know, it's like an artist's job is to be the creative. You know, they don't want to be, you know, um, stressed out about, you know, is my manager making sure that they're getting me this job or is my, you know, uh, business manager doing that? Like, like if you have a great team, you kind of, like how Shade and I are building our business, you're kind of able to delegate, still see over things but be able to like take it a little bit off your plate where you're like, okay, like, I know that you've got my best, you know, my best interests in mind, that you're taking care of this, but I'm still able to, you know, be involved. You know, I think that's the best. So then it it frees them up to create.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes a a lot of sense. Um, just moving on from that, Sharday. um, just as Sierra um, has mentioned, the music industry is very relationship based. So um, I noticed that you're particularly good at forming relationships. So how did you and how do you still um, approach forming relationships that um, got you to where you are today and the relationships that are going to help you grow um, as you go on?
1: Uh, Thanks. Thank you for saying that. Um, I would say that Uh, Yes, relationships are extremely important. And for me, uh, I started out, my initial job was in the, uh, as an intern. So sorry, not a job, my initial, well, yeah, unpaid job, sorry, who was as an intern. And I think internships are very important with forming relationships as well. So when I interned, I would go to different departments, ask people if they needed help with different things. And by way of that, I, I started to cultivate and develop relationships with people and um, I try to foster those relationships. I don't look at people in the sense of what can you always do for me. Sometimes if I can learn from someone, that is a blessing in itself. Um, and so I, I try to not also think of the you know the quantity of the relationships, but the quality of them. So I would say that I know a handful of people in the entertainment industry, but the people that I do know I value their opinions I trust their opinions and um, they' they've been you know extremely helpful to me over the years and I'm forever grateful for for them um, and I don't necessarily as they say like no new friends kind of scenario I've never been the person that necessarily needs to do that so I, I usually just try to, to foster the relationships that I have but it's all been it started out with internships um, finding people that, Were um, who I looked up to and admired for various reasons. A lot of my mentors are not um, necessarily attorneys, and so I would, you know, whether it be LinkedIn or meeting someone, you know, at a at a networking event or something along those lines, keeping in touch with them, um, asking for advice and help when I need it, um, and trying to return the favor as well. So uh, that's what I would say. That's how I kept my relationships going. (laughs)
0: Wow, that's um, that's a talent that's very underrated, um, but very helpful whenever you're, you know, trying to be successful. So, kudos on that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so moving on to Sierra. So, at what stage of an artist's career should they pursue representation from a lawyer?
2: You know, I think at the very beginning. Um, I think I think at the very beginning, at at, at least when you have something for an, you know, an attorney to look at, but I don't even think at that stage, I think, you know, if, if you, um, you know, are starting to build your team, you should definitely look around for attorneys. You know, I think you should, you should get familiar with who's in that space. Like the music legal world is very small, you know? And so once you kind of like search a little bit, dig a little bit, you can kind of weed out and see, you know, does, is, You know, and I always say this, when you're looking for an attorney, you look at what are their core values at the firm, you know, and Sharday and I are very big on that. We have our three core values, family, loyalty, and passion. You, you got to make sure that you, your values align with theirs as well, because something also that Sharday and I really want to kind of change in the legal world, the legal space and the music um, space is that attorneys really should be just as involved as your managers, you know? Um it tends to be kind of a little bit of a disconnect for some reason um, and it shouldn't be that way. You know, we have all our clients on text. Um, we have group texts and that's important to us because we're readily accessible. Um, and so I think it's just, you know, um, you should look for an attorney ASAP. As soon as you are wanting to get serious about your career, um, that's, that's important ASAP and never mm-hmm. sign anything unless you have an attorney review it. <laughs> uh, Never, don't
0: do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's good advice. Um, I'm sort of a nerd when it comes to just understanding different industries and businesses. So I, and you know, I love music, I, I love hip hop and um, The weekend had to plug in. But um, you hear about all these stories about, you know, artists um, you know, signing really bad deals and, you know, the, the mental health and it really just leads to the downfall. So I think that's really good advice. And just as we move on to the next question with Shardé, um, you have experience operating a successful record label. Um, so I'd like to ask, what's the relationship like between a record label and the artists signed to it?
1: I think honestly it varies. Um, I think it varies on this according to the to Ciara's point. It's similar to a law firm, and it's the core values of the, the record label. I think it's the size of the record label, Are their parent companies. Um, uh, you know, who's running the record label? There are so many different factors that go into it that I don't think there's one direct answer to that question. But I think. I can speak um, from the record label that I've most recently worked for, which is Dream Chasers. I would say that the relationship between the artist and the record label is more of a family situation. Um, the artist that makes signs, he's very passionate about and, and cares dearly for. And I think the the same goes for the artists themselves that are signed. They have a bond um, that despite, you know, um, situations that could arise, I, with um, parent companies and things like that, that it's hard for it to break, and I think that that's that's important to have those key strong relationships, and um, I think that's why the the artists have been successful in promoting themselves further in their careers, and Mika has also been successful in promoting them as well, and I think it's mainly because of the closeness and the close knit relationship that they have.
0: Well, that's a, that's very enlightening. Thanks for that. Um, yeah yeah so uh Sierra, as we move to the next question, um there's this um kind of wave right now um in artificial intelligence um and you know people are using artificial intelligence for the audience members who don't know to essentially replicate um artists' voices and um, either do covers of songs that aren't theirs or you know record entirely different. Um, new songs with voices that you know are in theirs Um, so what's your personal perspective as a legal professional on the use of artificial intelligence in music these past few months to replicate artists voices
2: um you know what i just think it's interesting i truly do i think um from a legal perspective it it does uh you know throw in a couple curveballs to figure out okay that's not really like so-and-so's voice. That's not really. So how do you, how do you, you know, but I'm here for the, the, the creative, you know, realm of it. I think it's, I think it's fascinating. I don't necessarily think that they should be using, you know, um, replicating people's voices. That's a little bit, yeah, I, I don't know if I can get on board with that, but I think with all of the kind of confusion and again, the evolution of, music in general it there's a space for it to be um a good thing you know so i don't like to completely write it off and be like well that's crazy you know obviously you got to make sure you have all the permissions and and everything legally lined up um but i think it's interesting and i think it'll open up another kind of um different space for for music attorneys honestly
0: yeah i think um That's an interesting point, just because, you know, uh, I think I probably wasn't born then, but at the beginning uh, of the millennium, Napster was, you know, all the rage. And that's kind of what started streaming. It was illegal and it was taken down, you know, by the government. But eventually that led to Spotify. Mm -hmm. And I just learned this randomly today that I think the music industry is kind of bigger than ever. Now streaming is playing a big part of it in, in that. So, um, you know, who knows what opportunities really rise. Um, so as you move on to Charade, how do you think the industry has changed since you started? And what's the future of the industry, in your opinion?
1: Um, so I would say the industry from a legal standpoint, I think contracts have changed significantly or or the types of deals that artists are wanting to enter into have changed, um, you know, from what they were, say, 10 years ago, 15 years ago to now. I think we're seeing a lot of production deals. Um, 360s have been are still in existence. Um, but I think that a lot of times now artists are wanting to own their masters. You're seeing a lot of licensing deals that are happening, um, which means that the, the masters are reverting back to the artists after a given period of time. Um, we're seeing that the royalty rates are now changing. You're not seeing PPD royalties. Um, and that just it's just um, a label form of calculating royalties. To, um a situation where there's we're now seeing profit split type situations for artists. Um and so that's changing um or has changed. I uh I think um the industry is also changing if we just take a step back from legal I think from the legal world. I think that um artists or or ARs now are Looking for legacy artists, but I think that you're finding a lot of single artists as well, artists that are doing singles deals, artists that are are doing um you, you know, TikTok is a big thing. So TikTok challenges now you see, um, and things of that nature. So I think um, you know, that speaks to your generation. We're, we're the millennials, so I think you're probably Gen Z. So I think the Gen Zers are um their interest in music has changed a lot from I think our generation and Um, and I think, you know, dance music is coming back too, because we're seeing these TikTok challenges and things. So I think, um, tying music to to dancing now is different than what it was maybe, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where, um, a lot of people listen to music, maybe in their car and stuff. There were no, you know, dances tied to it or things like that. So, um, the industry has changed in, in, in several ways, but definitely on the contract space, um. And definitely just in the the, the the types of music that are arising now.
0: Wow, yeah, um, that's really interesting. Um, even though I'm Gen Z technically, I think I have a slightly millennial soul. And I listen to a lot of old music. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> and I love that you called it old music, a more millennial.
0: <laughs> that's funny you know you know um aged music you know it's like wine, ages like wine. totally teasing
1: totally teasing yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so um yeah so just moving on to uh, sierra um how can artists who are just getting started in the industry um learn about and approach the business aspect of their art
2: You know, I think it's important to get your information from resources that know what they're talking about. Um, I think that's really important because it's, our industry can be really funny, Um, you know, things get passed around that are like, oh, like rumors, I I guess, like telephone, until you actually talk to somebody that, you know, like attorneys that have been doing certain deals for like years and done like the same type of deals you're like no that's actually not true they just say that or you know whatever but um i think just making sure yeah where you get your information it's from a reputable source um i think definitely reading books you know um there are a handful of really great books out there to just kind of educate yourself um, about the industry i think um one that i actually really love is um i think it's called let's see how to build a sustainable music career um, Emily white, she's a great podcast and I really, I even like, I have the, the artists that, you know, call me to just kind of ask questions. Cause I get that as well. Um, I recommend her book because she gives kind of a simplified breakdown is what she does. It's very, it's very digestible. Um, I think that that's great. Again, just reading resources, um, checking out your local scenes and networking. You know, I think the more you network, the more you, uh, really try to reach out to people in the industry that, um, are the professionals that, again, like an attorney, um, you know, managers that have been in it for a long time, um, people that, um, I mean, honestly, even if you were able to pick some like label head, uh, you know, um, brains or whatever, people that have been in it for a while will be able to kind of give a little bit better guidance versus just kind of like Googling stuff. Um, Cause that always, it's like, don't Google what you're, you know, WebMD, don't do it. <laughs> Similar. Mm.
0: <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, thanks for that. I think the music industry is um is changing in an interesting way. It's becoming a lot more global. You're seeing K-pop becoming, you know, a giant phenomenon, you know, uh, taking over the world. Um, you're seeing um Afrobeats, you know, all these different artists from all these different cultures are sort of getting um more. Of a platform than they've ever had. And I think that's also a really encouraging thing. Um, yeah, so we do both, we do have um, a traditional last question on this podcast, uh, which I'd like to ask both of you. We can start uh, with Sharday this time and go to Sierra. Um, it's what kind of world would you like to create through your entrepreneurial endeavors?
1: Okay, so the kind of world that I would like to create. So I I don't have children um, just yet, uh, but I do want children. And I want to create a world um, where my boys or girls or girls, whatever, my children um, will feel that they have a safe space to be creative, but um, they'll have tools and resources available to them to do things that they want to do. I don't know that... My children would even want to go into the entertainment space. But I think that with us having our law firm, I feel like what I pride ourselves in is creating a space where our clients feel comfortable and safe to ask questions and learn about this area of their business that maybe they're not um, familiar with and create a space where they can feel safe enough to trust us to do their agreements and, and uh, transactional work for them and allow them to be creatives without being worried that, you know, um, their copyrights are going to be violated or we're not looking out for their best interest. Um, and also, we w- I want to lead by example. I want to show my children and other kids that, um, you know, they don't necessarily have to subscribe to a system of working for someone else to make money or to be successful in life, to create a world where they can, you know, go on to do something that maybe they feel passionate about, and maybe no one else does. But it's something that means something to them, where they can start, um, you know, a business on their own or some sort of entrepreneurial endeavor endeavor that um, would make sense um, for them to be successful. So I hope to lead by example in that in that that aspect.
0: Wow, that's very powerful. Uh, thank you for sharing, man.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, Ciara, um, yeah, feel free.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, love. Um, just to kind of piggyback off of Charday, this is hilarious. It's cause, cause Shardé and our this is why we're business partners. I swear. <laughs> sometimes we joke that we have like the same brain. Yeah. Um, we- <laughs> um I, 100 100 agree with her. I have two, two babies, and I think it's, it's. Being the example that like, you can build your own vision. What do you see? You know, Chardé and I, we want to make a space that like, isn't there. You know, it's, again, we, we built this firm, two females, uh, partners, young, trying to figure out like what works for us. We love being able to like work kind of wherever we need to be and go wherever we need to be and have that flexibility. Like that's so important to us. And I know it's important to our clients and the people we represent. So it's again, like Sharday was saying leading by example to the to our generation that we're going to be leaving behind. And then also, I think something that's really important and something we want to change in the industry as well is we want to be the attorneys that are very approachable. You have a question, no questions done to us. You ask, I mean, you can ask, what is a, what is a master recording versus what is a composition? You maybe have been making music for years and you had no idea. We will never judge you for asking us, hey, can you explain exactly what the difference is? We would happily do it. know and so it's like it's we we want to make sure it's we're approachable and you know shard and i started from very humble beginnings and we like to also make sure that that's like how how they feel with us that where it's like you know we all started at like i mean not not saying all our clients have started the same level as us i'm not saying that but like again i just go back to the approachability and the humbleness um i hope to leave that behind us as a um building our our empire and being able to be like this is the firmware no dumb questions we explain it to you like how you know so that you understand it and or until you understand it you know um your family and we want to treat everybody like our clients like they're our family because family is very very important to us um and we hope that you know the people that work with us feel that way as well that they're family so
0: yeah whoa that's um that's amazing. And. I'd like to thank you both for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories. And um, I'd like to, you know, thank you again for um, helping bring art to the world. And I wish you all the best with your firm.
1: Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: So uh, just before we leave, um, if any of the audience members have questions, where can they find you?
1: Do we have Thanks. an Instagram page. Yo, go ahead, Sharda. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no worries. We have an Instagram page, which is Simpson and Reed. Um, and you can find us individually at Shardy Simpson or um, Ciara Reed. And also, um, we have a website, which is SimpsonandRead.com. I think I did I get everything, Sierra? And a LinkedIn as well, <laughs> which One is Simpson. Later.
0: Yeah, so congrats on making it to the end of the episode. And thank you for that. Um, I enjoyed this one a lot, and I'm very grateful to Sierra and Sharday for coming on. Uh, So I just wanted to remind you, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a review for us, uh, share it, um, if you know anyone who would also enjoy this episode. And uh, feel free to follow us on any of our social media platforms at the SME Empower podcast on Instagram, or reach out to me directly on my Instagram or LinkedIn at Max Getuber. Now I would like to wish you a great week ahead and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next time. Thank you so much and bye.